Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. This is Sarah. Hello? This is Sarah. Hello? 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 Okay, so now we've got a limited time on the show, so I'm going to do the intro like we did again, and then we're just going to pick it right up. So uh, here we go. So, Bob, we had a timely show today with Dan Bongino talking about the siege on inner cities in America and the war on cops. And then we had Chimene, who's a sexual assault expert, uh, talk about the Duggar family. So I think we we should end the show, as we always try to do, on a very positive note. Amen to that. Yes. So, Stephanie, take it away and tell me your last name. I mean, Sarah. 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 <laughs> Where was I getting Stephanie from? My goodness. Um, Piantiano. My last name is Piantiano. Welcome. Um, you can call me Stephanie. It's totally okay. I have no, I have no problem with that. Oh, great, my God. Great, great, great to have you on the show, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. So Sarah was a high-flying Wall Street girl like myself, and Bob, you're a Wall Street guy, left the industry, sitting in a bar, drinking, smoking a pack of cigarettes, and decided you were going to be a triathlete. What a transition. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, was, um, it was it was a pretty pretty amazing thing to go through. And, to you know, I feel really fortunate having had – um, the opportunity and the experience that I did at Wall Street. And um, I, I guess when I made the decision to, to turn pro, I felt like if it didn't work out, I always had finance and Wall Street to, to fall back on. Um, but I also felt as though when I was given the opportunity to um, give this a go and, and see if I could make a career out of it, kind of a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me. And as a little kid, I had always dreamt of um, being a professional athlete. You know, it was my dream and my goal to go to the Olympics and um, win a gold medal in the marathon and then go to the Winter Olympics and win a gold medal in ski racing. And so, you know, while I wasn't necessarily doing exactly that, it just, for me, it's kind of the opportunity to fulfill a childhood dream. So it's been a really wonderful experience. Well, I can't think of any industry other than Wall Street that would prepare 
you for something like this. It is one of the most difficult industries. I'm a veteran, 23 years, Bob, not quite as much. But it's an industry you love. It sucks you in. If you can survive it, you can always get a job anywhere. And if you can survive that industry, you can survive anything. That's my that's my opinion. Yeah, and I mean, I, I feel as though my experience in banking and on Wall Street has had a, a pretty profound impact on my approach both mentally and just from a business perspective in terms of everything um, everything that I do in, in the sport. Um, kind of like you said, it's, Wall Street is a, it's a cutthroat environment. It is hard. You have to be mentally so strong. You have to be able to put your head down and work under pressure. You have to be able to take criticism and kind of let it roll off your shoulders and, and adjust and adapt. And triathlon is very much the same way. And, and I really feel like that training and that opportunity to be in such a, a harsh but, but also very rewarding environment is something that um, has really benefited me. Nobody is holding your hand and telling you everything's going to be okay. It's either you make it or you don't. The same thing as working. The um, same thing as working in finance. Same thing as working on Wall Street. Uh, Sarah, I love this quote that you have. The time is now. One life, one chance. No regrets. And then the other one. My journey has begun. Tell me about that. Yeah, I. I feel as though so many people in their lives, we kind of. You either do what we think that we're supposed to be doing with our lives or you just, people just kind of fall into a routine and they fall into something that's comfortable and don't actually push themselves to take risks or take opportunities and put themselves in in a position that could make them happier than they really thought was possible. And for me, uh, particularly with that that dream I had as a kid of, um, of making sports my life, this was my chance to do it, you know, and so few people have that opportunity to, to go and pursue their childhood dream and pursue something that they, that they always wanted to do. And, and I felt like I'm going to do it. And, and my parents and a lot of people around me did not agree with my decision. But, um, I was, I was a fool for, um, for, for doing this. You know, I was working in Wall Street. I was making, plenty of money. I had worked so hard to get to the position I was in my job and I was just in their minds throwing it all away for a lot of uncertainty. But, you know, for me, I thought, well, I would rather be doing something that I'm just so passionate about and completely in love with and happy and making less money than doing, doing something that I, um, you know, that, that well, she made me happy, but, you know, I, I wanted to pursue my dreams. It's such a challenge, um, that industry, and, and I, I firmly believe that if, if if you can make it in that industry, you can make it anywhere. And I've always told anybody, uh, get a job in finance and you'll always be able to get a job. How do you sustain uh, – how are you making money, uh, if you don't mind me asking? I mean, how are you – are you doing public speaking? Do you do uh, – what, what do you do? Other than yeah, just so, being a triathlete, you know, being a triathlete. Yeah. Well, I this is what I do. I mean, this is what I do full time training. I mean, I train um, anywhere from on a light day four hours to on a heavy day um, 
I train up to eight or nine hours. So it's, it is a full-time job. I mean, I'm, I'm swimming, I'm biking, I'm running, I'm doing strength, I'm seeing my nutritionist, I'm getting massages, I'm going to physical therapy, I'm going to my chiropractor. I mean, it's, it, it, it is full-time. Um, it, the way that I make my money essentially is through my sponsors. I get uh, some salary from, from my sponsors. I get performance bonuses um, based off of usually when I finish first, second, or third in a race. And then you earn prize money, and um, and it's tough. I um, I'll tell you that to break even in this sport between your travel costs and all the various the coaching and all the various costs that you have, you have to make roughly um, eighty five thousand dollars a year wow. to be able to break that's, even. Well, so and that's, yeah. and, that, and and that's how many events we would you would be entered in in a year. Well, I mean, it kind of doesn't matter, eight, nine, ten events. Mm. But it's it's a very expensive sport. And, uh, I mean, I pay, I end up paying between coaching and chiropractor and massage and PT and strength trainer, you know, you end up paying $2,000 plus a month in fees to all, all these people. And it's it's just excessive. It adds up. And, um I will say that it creates a situation where when at an average rate, the, the first place prize money is only ten or $12,000. If you don't have sponsors that are willing to pay you performance bonuses and, um, and, and pay you out really any money, it, it's situation to be in. And so there's a real, um, well, there's a real debate right now because a lot of, a lot of the professionals in the sport feel as though the prize money isn't isn't strong enough, and it really just puts uh, puts people in a position where if you're competing at the highest level, you can do it full time. You make enough money that you can do it full time. But for the people who are kind of developing athletes and don't have the sponsors and aren't getting first, second, and third, they're not making a whole lot of money, and it puts them in a position where they actually do have to sometimes work and oftentimes work full-time jobs just to be able to, to survive and pay the bills. But then if you're working full-time, you're not able to train full-time, so then you're not really putting yourself in as best of a position as possible. To so it's a, full-time, it's a full-time commitment. It is a full-time commitment. And the one thing that I, I can say, and, and I, I mean, I feel so lucky for this, is just having worked on Wall Street, I had um, a lot of money mm-hmm. from, you know, my years of working in finance. And so, that is what has financed my, for me, you know, over the last few years, that, that's helped me and that's been able to allow me to, to pursue this full time. And, you know, kind of like with any business, if you're a, if you're a startup, no, very few businesses are profitable in their first two or three years. And it's really once you get to, you know, year three, year four, year five, where you start being being profit and that's mm-hmm. the situation I'm in you know my first few years in triathlon I was just bleeding money and now I'm in a position where um where I where I am profitable but can I can I ask you Sarah what did you do on what was your what did you do on on the street what was your job title uh well originally I started out working in equity capital market and then mm-hmm. eventually when I did end up leaving um at the time that I left, left the industry 
I was a vice president in M and A. I did consumer. Wow. Okay. Yeah, you're in the game. Yeah. Sarah, Sarah yeah. did you? Uh, I was I was curious. Um, of the three sports that you participate in in the triathlon, which one is the hardest one for you? <laughs> uh, swimming is by far the hardest. Swimming for me. Okay. I um, I really am afraid of the water. I've uh-huh. always struggled with with it and. It's just been. I'm really scared of drowning. I'm really scared of suffocating in general. So, you know, I, I just I don't like to have things kind of like in front of my face. And so, swimming is very hard for me. Um, but it continues to be a struggle for me. And I've I've worked really hard to get more comfortable in the water to improve my swimming. I think most people would probably look at my swimming and think that I'm great. But on a relative basis, to the rest of the women's professional field, I'm, I'm quite a weak swimmer. Mm. Um, so, you know, for me in races, I'm always coming from behind. There are the people who are the amazing swimmers and then not as strong on the bike and run. And I'm the person who's the weak swimmer and a great cyclist and a great runner. And so I kind of been picking people off throughout, throughout the day. So Sarah, in closing, could you just tell our listeners who are out there who are looking to make a change in their life, maybe not be a triathlete, maybe become a radio show host like Bob and I did. Who knows? Can you just give them a message for us? What I think, yeah, I mean, my message, I guess, would be to to not be afraid of failure. Mm. You know, it's really failure that, it's the fear of failure that really prevents people from, I think, accomplishing all that they can accomplish and getting the most out of themselves and being the best version of themselves that they can be. But if you don't fail, you're never going to succeed or reach reach your highest height, you mm-hmm. know. And so for me, it's, it's sort of be willing to embrace failure and, and take that on and in doing that, take the opportunity to pursue interests or dreams or things that you, that you've always been afraid to do and, and give it a shot. And if you fail, you fail. But if you don't fail and you succeed, then really the sky's the limit. So use fear as an inspiration. It should be an inspiration because nobody yeah. goes, nobody goes throughout life without failure and fear. So those are two things that we need to embrace rather than to be afraid of failing and, yeah. and fear. Yeah, well, and, and, you know, there's there's, opportunity. there's times when, too, when, you know, sometimes you take those chances and, and then you find out that it, it wasn't as great as you thought it was or whatever, but, but then you don't, you, know, you don't die wondering. You just, you gave it everything and you kind of lived your life to the fullest. And I think that's, mm. that's a really wonderful thing. To, I, I totally agree with you, yeah. What a great message. Yeah. What a great message and a great way to end our show on this Friday that was uh, just so much is happening in the news that is uh, that is negative and, and just sad and disheartening. And to have the yeah. opportunity to have you come on and share your story with us, Sarah, we really appreciate it. And, and the fact that you're a, a Wall Streeter just as we are and yep. we all yep. stick together, right? We all have been in the pit. We know what it's about. And, right. you know, yeah. So we really appreciate you coming on with us. We hope that you'll come back and 
share some more stories with us and let us know how you're doing, we are going to put your fabulous website on our website, CaliforniaConnection.net, and the link to our show will be on there with you. So you, if you can, uh, you can pass that along, and we will also put that on our Facebook page, your story and your link to your website. And we thank you again for joining us, Sarah. We really appreciated having you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for, so much here for having me. All right. Yeah, well, thank you. Hopefully, thank we you. can see you. Well, hopefully, we can have you on again. Yeah, that'd be awesome. I love that. All right. Keep running. Thank you. <laughs> bye, bye, Sarah. Bye. So, Bob, we end the show, which uh, began on a somewhat dark uh, note and ended yeah. on a positive note. And I'm proud that we're able to bring all kinds of messages to our listeners. That's exactly right. You know, and 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 the thing is that you know it's all it's not all. Uh, uh, wine and roses out there. We, you know, we, but, but then again, you know, to end a, end the show with with an, an inspiring uh, Sarah Piampiano uh, talking about her life and 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 how she's overcome lots of obstacles mm-hmm. to become a champion. And and I think her message there was, you know, keep at it, and anybody can anybody can do it. Anybody can win, just like she can. Exactly. Exactly. So I would like to say congratulations to you with your son graduating high school last night. Oh, thank you so much. It was it was such a great day and such a great moment. And uh, you know, I finally got Ben to to finally exhale. You know, <laughs> you know, well, you know, I've told all of my friends there's nothing better than watching your child walk across the stage to graduate, whether it's junior high, high school, college. It's the best feeling ever. And congratulations to you, Bob. He's thank a you. brilliant AP Physics. Oh my goodness. I can't even go there. <laughs> his his nickname is AP because all, it's all he took this year. Was six, he took six AP classes. Oh my! I mean, I, I I'm just I, you know I'm in awe of the of the kid and to to do what he what he did and he performed this this year and uh, you know we're also very proud of him and uh, you know again he finally had a chance to to breathe and yeah uh, as much as you know I, he's kind of a nerd because I think he was a little upset today that he didn't have a chance to he didn't have any books left to, to read to, to hey, go into a hey, study you know you tell him the hot girls love the nerd ah. you marry a nerd that's what i told my daughter from day one so anyways next week we have a great show it's all about finance you and i are going to share our stories of how we got in the business how it's changed we have a young up-and-coming wall streeter his name is evan tarver he's written a book and he's actually on the um He's uh, a candidate for the CFP, so we're going to talk to him a little bit about what it's like to break into the business that you and I have been in our whole lives. So next week should be a great show. That's great. Let's let's grill him with some really uh, really tough questions and see if he's really ready for that CFP. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So anyway, to all of our listeners, thanks once again for making us one of the most popular shows on LA Talk Radio. Bob, have a great weekend celebrating your son's wonderful accomplishments. You too. Thank you very much, Maureen. And let's hope the uh, the Warriors can uh, can get the job done, huh? Oh, what a game that was last night! Just incredible. Fantastic. Well, right. anyway, have a have a wonderful weekend, and uh, we'll see you uh, we'll see you next week. Next, we'll see you next Friday. All about finance. Thanks again for joining us on right. California Connection at LA Talk Radio. Bye bye. Bye bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.